0: Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. My youngest daughter said, you have got to have a discussion with M.J. Tower, known as the Black Wine Guy. So, M.J., you can thank manisha for bringing you to 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 my attention and 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 our show here on Sirius XM, urban view uh thank you so much for uh taking the time to be with us and and uh how did you get this title the black wine guy
1: <laughs> well well thank you well first of all it's, it's an honor to be here with you uh thank you for everything that you do uh it's amazing and um but the name it's just self-appointed <laughs> <laughs> okay <You know? laughs>
0: hey, hey like the black
1: eagle right <laughs> exactly you know i i started in the wine business in the late 90s and someone this woman i was in she's like oh she said what do you do and i told her she said oh you're a wine guy um and that was like the first time i heard the term you know a lot of times People go, oh, I got a guy for that, you know. I, you know, oh, you know, I'm a plate gift So I got a guy. So I was, you know, a wine guy is someone who yeah. knows and recommends wines. And I'm black, so when I um, first started this journey of the black wine guy, really came through social media. Um, I have a friend, a good friend, a brother who has a restaurant in Western Massachusetts, and. I, I kind of knew it, but I wasn't really thinking about it. He was talking about the different online communities and, you know, the niches. And he was, he's like, you know, there's a whole line community uh, on Instagram. And so I went on and I was looking for a name and uh, you know, there are lots of people with really colorful names and great names. And I was just, I was like, well, I'm the white guy. I'm black. And hey, that, that's just, how yeah. I did
0: with the Black Eagle. I, I was in Washington D.C. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. I'm uh, Jay. I was in Washington. And, and matter of fact, I, it, I was, it was. I got pissed off at uh, Ollie, Ollie North when somebody said, "Oh, okay. he's the Captain Kirk of y'all's radio station." I said, "Well, okay. And then if that's the case, then I'm the Black Eagle." And uh, <laughs> and and, and it, it, but you know that, that's an interesting story in itself. But let me ask you what what is what does a, how does a wine auctioneer work what so that people who don't understand I've never been to an auction where they auction off wine and I let me let me give you you guys just a brief biological sketch uh MJ Tower a uh, Tower is uh, as we've just learned is known as AK the black wine guy went from totally obsessed wine newbie to the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three uh, years. Um, boy, so how did you, when, when you say a newbie, what, what, first of all, so what was that and how did you go from within three years uh, to being a, a, a fine and rare wine auctioneer?
1: Um, like so many things in life, there's a lot of luck involved. Um, I, I happen to, um, um, so by a total newbie, it means I didn't grow up in a family where, where we had wine on the dinner table. Um, I wasn't familiar with, um, that world of, uh, hospitality, food and wine, wine pairings. Um, but you know, like so many stories, uh, it's about a girl, you know, I'd met a girl and. And through her, I met um, uh, a, a, a young man whose family owns uh, the oldest wine store in America. It's in New York. It's called Acker Wines. Hmm. And um, you know, the guy was into hip hop, and so, and we we kind of connected on that. And he began to take over his family's business. And uh, this was the late '90s, and wine auctions. Um, most people don't know about them, you know. You know about we know about. I think most people know about art auctions, but you know, a place like a Sotheby's or a Christie's, you know, they they auction off jewelry. I mean, they they do a estate sales. They do so many things, and it, it, it's it's a it's a whole different world, you know, buying on the auction market. Um, so uh, he had the idea of um, they were doing there were wine auctions had been going on for for a long time, decades, probably centuries. Particularly out of London, because all the major auction houses, Christie's and Sotheby's, are out of London, um, which is very interesting because they also used to auction off Africans back in the day. If you do your history, you chase back, I mean that was a big, um, big money maker for the auction houses. Um, but when you're talking about wine auctions, you're talking about uh, fine and rare wines, so wines from uh, places like Bordeaux in France and Burgundy in France, and then particularly Tuscany in Italy, uh, regions of Spain to name a few that um, there's um, a finite amount of, and um, you know, that there are highly rated and, you know, these are what are beblin goods. So it's, it's a market of luxury. So um, a lot of it is status when people want to buy these wines. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, you know, I went into this store to work retail, and and uh, my friend John Town was taking over the business from his family, and he was getting into auctions. So I had to learn wines very quickly. So I would work on the floor of this store um, okay. that did uh, you know a brisk corporate business in New York City. Uh, I was on the Upper West Side, so dealt with a lot of celebrities. But I, you know, in the first three months. I would work on the floor for eight to 10 hours and I would go upstairs and, 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 uh, serve as the pourer for the wine chasing. So they ran workshops, uh, and they would have wine chasing, you know, upwards, you know, they'd have one that may be $70. They might have one that may be $700 because of the wines. And because of this on a, you know, three or four times a week, getting to taste some of the greatest wines in the world, um, I just had an opportunity that most people don't get, yeah, you know, yeah. An education and
0: you and took advantage of that, so you actually on the job training that's you know that's that's what it sounds like let me you know one of the reasons um uh my daughter Manisha said, you know this would be a great show, particularly for the holidays, uh you know with families getting together, like you said, a good bottle of wine or or whatever, and I grew up like you i I mean we didn't have wine on the table, you know I mean. Uh, But, but, uh, but here's, here's what I, let me go, go to this, just to get your expertise. I go into a place like, um, let's say, Harris Teeter grocery store or Whole Foods, right? Where now Mm -hmm. wine is sold. I, how do I pick, how do we pick a good bottle of wine? I'm not talking about a $700 bottle of wine. But there's so many choices, so many labels. Hell, I saw a label of wine with Snoop Dogg on it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, really. And and I, and so what? So give us some advice as people prepare for a holiday, uh, gathering with their their families. When you're in that environment and it's aisle after aisle, what's your best recommendation?
1: Sure um you a great question yeah you know snoop has gotten in the wine game you know so many uh so many uh black celebrities are in the wine game at different levels so it's really cool uh i always tell people one the first thing is to ask questions right so um you know just ask someone and and, and, and is like is anyone who's wine knowledgeable um because wine guys love to talk about wines and it's not about selling the most expensive bottle. You know, it's about finding a wine that's going to uh, meet someone's needs. Um, so the first thing I would be, would be say, would be to um, ask if someone has wine knowledge. Um, and then also a lot of times, like in a store, like a whole foods, um, you know, uh you know, let me back up. My first advice, like, if you're in D.C., like, go to Calvert & Woodley. Go to a good wine oh, store. Oh, yeah. I'm very wine. familiar here they, in they D.C. Got wine. Yeah. They got great They got great wines from, from, from $8 to, and up, right? And they're very wine knowledgeable. It gets a little harder, like, in a, a supermarket, like, even, like, a Whole Foods. Yeah, but, right. You know, you can go, you can go in and just and, – and and they should ask you how much you want to spend. because And people get put off by that. But there's great bottles of wine for $15, right? You can get a really good bottle of wine for $8 you know, depending on your palate, right? So um, what, they, what they ask that, then they're not going to waste your time and try to sell you a $40 or $50 bottle, you know? Um, but um, read the labels, read read these things called shelf talkers. They'll, they'll, there's often these descriptions of the wines and, you know, it, it might say it tastes like uh, uh, cherries, a little bit of tobacco and leather and with a spicy finish. If you like cherries, if you like the smell of leather, um, that might be a wine you might be interested in. Um The the next thing to do is also just turn the bottle around and look at the label. Often on the label, there's a description of the flavors of the wine. And, you know, look for flavors that align with your palate, right? Some people prefer uh, red fruits like cherries and strawberries and raspberries. Some people prefer blue and black fruits like blackberries and blueberries, you know. Um, And I think of wine as a term of fruit because sometimes when you get into the when you you can go so deep in the weeds, sir, with like flavor profiles. My biggest thing is um, drink what you like, right? Okay. But really, read the label, ask for ask for help, and read the label, and then give them a, a price range. And then once you get into it, there's certain um, there's certain importers. Like once you get to know importers, like uh, say like if you turn over a wine and it says um, Kermit Lynch wines. Kermit Lynch is—he's is been importing wines for decades. Everything in his portfolio is great, from his ten-dollar bottle up to the thousand-dollar bottle.
0: Wow! Um, now, now let me let, let me go to my next question, um, I, and I got it. So, and I'm kind, when I'm when I'm uh, uh, when I go out sometimes, uh, as you know, I'm on a hunger strike right now, but. Yep. Uh, uh but uh, but when I well, that's all right. I I said I'm not going to eat solid foods, but I can drink a bottle of wine. I said <laughs> <laughs> but but but, but uh, and MJ Tower Taw- is my guest, known as the Black Wine Guy, um, and he, and he is a wine auctioneer, wine specialist, and matter of fact, one of the uh, first ever African American fine wine and and rare wine auctioneers. Um, and these, these may seem like naive questions, but let me know, uh, sh- the, the, should you, what if you don't drink the whole bottle? Like, it's, say it's just the, the wife and I just, or a friend, it's just two. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'll, I don't usually go through a whole bottle. Uh, should I store it? And 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 how do I store it? And I heard, uh, you know, like red wine, do not put in the refrigerator. White wine, always chill it when you store it. Uh, talk to us about that. Let, so that, you know, these are just simple questions that the average family might have.
1: Yeah, no, this is a great question. A um, couple of things. Uh, um, red wines can be put in the refrigerator. I mean, in fact, um, we here in the United States, we actually drink our white wines too cold and our red wines too warm. The easiest way to preserve a bottle of wine, um, a wine, is it's, it is a living, breathing thing. Uh, you can simply, you know, you don't have to invest in like a wine preservation system. Simply white or red, put the cork back in it, and put it in a refrigerator. Really? Okay. It'll, it'll white yeah, or red. White or, or, okay. It'll hold okay. for like, uh-huh. like three days, three, four days, depending on the, the, you know, the, the structure of the wine. And like, if it's a red, you would just, you know, take it out. I'd say take it out about 30 minutes before you want to drink it and it'll come back down, you know, by that time it will come back down to like uh what we call cellar temperature. So somewhere around 60 degrees and uh, it'll be good to go. So yeah, you just put a cork in it. And then also when you do that, you get to you begin to understand how wine changes because uh, as it's exposed to air, more of the flavors and different flavors and aromas come out. So on one day, you know, a wine might be what's called closed or tight. And the next day you're like, wow, this thing is just blossomed. It's got all these different flavors that weren't there before. You might even like it better on the second and third day hmm. oftentimes.
0: Now the other question and and I don't know if this is a question, I uh <laughs> my uh my children, especially the daughter, uh and she she and her husband, they you know, they kinda pride themselves on knowing different wines a lot more than their parents do. Uh, And and it's funny, MJ, when they come over to our house, I have a small wine rack. Uh, And I got to be honest, it's almost there for decorations, (laughs) decor. (laughs) I I haven't opened it. But the wine is there. And I've had some of these wines, I got to tell you, for several years. Now, I, I bring this up because she and her husband will come over and and they'll look and say, "Oh, I didn't know you had a bottle of this or a bottle of that." And 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 you mind? And they'll, you know, I give it to them. So when I, so it, it, am I storing it properly? How long will that last? Am I keeping it too long if it's there for two or three years? And I brought it from one place I moved from to a new place.
1: No, not. I mean, so okay. So great question. Now, ideally, like if someone is a wine collector and say they want to sell their wine at auction, it's very important that that wine has been stored properly. Uh, proper wine storage is approximately 50, 56 degrees, right? Right, right. So now, now that being said, if you go into most wine retail stores, it's not 56 degrees in there. Right, Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they'll have wines, they'll have older wines, you'll often have older wines. Uh, Now, if they have have a fine store, they might have a wine room that might be uh, at the right temperature. But but essentially, um, wine gets really starts to um, deteriorate faster over um, 68 degrees. So, you know, Uh um, if you have, say you had a nice bottle of wine, you bought it or was a gift and it turns out like, oh, this is a hundred dollar bottle of wine. I would tell people like if you have if you have a natural cellar like we do in the Northeast, like I live up in New Jersey, I have a cellar. So I have my wine stored in my basement, my cellar, right, and you lay them down on their side, that keeps the pork from um drying out and uh you know it it never gets um yeah, it never gets above sixty eight my natural cellar, okay. right mm-hmm. um um but yeah, I mean by and by, the reality is, sir, most bottles of wine purchased in the united states are are consumed within forty eight hours okay. like we we're not we don't have yeah. that culture of wine. We're a young nation where, you know, where people have these cellars and laying down wine. Um, But yeah, and, and if you don't have a cellar, you have a nice bottle, put it in your closet. So as long as you keep away from light, you know, um, and laying on its side, that's going to be a much uh, help yeah. to preserve a lot longer without, you know, okay. the, uh, going into a wine fridge. All right.
0: Now, I've only got to – this is – we have to do this again because it, it, it's a big business. I mean, like, it, as you know, I mean, it, consumer-wise, you go, now it's grocery stores and drug stores and, mm-hmm. you know, that, I, that used to be unheard of. You had to go to a liquor store to get wine, but now mm, – uh, but the, And that's why I wanted to have you on and the fact that, you know, people are getting ready for the holidays. Um, I I always enjoy doing this, even though I, I think I'm doing it right. But it looks cool. Uh, when I go to a restaurant and the pourer, the person comes out, uh, pours the wine. And then I you see this on TV a lot. And you circle it, you know, you circle it in the wine glass. And I was taught, initially, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just imitating what I saw on TV. But then I was taught by people like you, MJ, uh, the black wine guy, that you look for what is called the fingers. Um, Explain that. And then, what, you take a sip and you're supposed to swirl it in your mouth? Uh, Educate me on this.
1: Sure, sure. Um, Yeah, you do. It's often the uh, often done in movies as a joke, (laughs) Uh, because you know, um, you know, it's so few people really know about wine, which is which is what I love. It's so much to learn. But yeah, what you're doing, you you swirl it, and what that does, you're you're getting air into the glass. You're getting air into the wine, which is going to help release the aromas. Because when a wine first comes out the bottle. It's what we you know, a lot of times what we call it tight. It's a little closed down. And so you're gonna get some air in there and that's gonna reveal some of the uh, more of the aromas. Um and then the next thing you're actually, you know, you're looking for, it's uh you're very close, it's the legs. So when you when you when you twirl that wine around the glass, you'll you'll see like glycerin. Um and you'll see you're looking to see um how slowly um like the wine drains down and then if, if there's any residual um like it's like like it's almost like glycerin and what that indicates is it kind of indicates um you know the structure of the wine right so uh a uh, wine that has a lot of legs is probably going to tend to be uh fuller bodied and then lastly you uh, not lastly next you actually want to s- stick your nose down in the glass and take a good sniff because we we taste what we smell
0: you know oh okay um, all right I got it. So it's like a mm-hmm. uh, like bakery, yeah. like, you know, when you smell a loaf of bread. You you taste what you smell. Now, uh, th- all right, and then you sip it and sort yep. of slurp it
1: around you your mouth? In the mouth? Yeah, and then a lot of times, like, that's where it can, it can get funny. Like, you can put it, You can, there's a lot of people who literally, like, like, rinse their teeth with it like they're doing mouthwash. You don't have to do that, <laughs> but sometimes what people do... Is they'll have in their mouth and you'll hear them they'll make a they'll go like um right, pour in right. air across the wine. Yeah. Right. And again again what you're doing when you're getting air on that wine inside your mouth, you're also gonna help change the flavor profile and, and enhance it. Okay. So um, you know, when I when I go to a restaurant though, you know, I'll swirl it a few times, I'll stick my nose in it and I can tell, but I've been doing this for a while. Um, I, I don't do the pronounced uh, yeah. aeration over my tongue but okay. um, but I think that's good in the beginning because it really helps you to um take in the what th- this whole sensory appearance uh Sensory experience of wine. Right. You know, you're looking at the wine, you're looking at the color, you're looking at the legs, you're smelling it, um, you're you're, uh, you're you're processing all the different flavors. Yeah. And when you're beginning, I think it's real important because you want to take in the whole experience.
0: Now, now again, I only have a couple of more questions. I always say that it always depends on the last answer. But we're we're talking to the black wine guy, uh, uh, MJ, and he sp- you spell your last name T O W L E R. And then I'll I'll ask about uh, how people can learn more about you and and that. But I saw a friend of mine, um, who, and this is a two part question. Uh, one, he and 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 I never thought you could do this. He would actually bring his favorite bottle of wine from home to a restaurant where he might be eating out, and I guess pays a corking fee. Uh and I've seen that only once or twice before. And and I'd like to uh, talk about how common that is and is that an appropriate thing to do or and, and do you have to ask the uh owner of the restaurant management before you do it? The second thing is he I actually saw him one time put pepper in the glass of wine. And he swore that it did something to the wine can uh and then the third thing so that we can we will have to wrap this up but if people want to get learn more about you do you have a website uh, that that thing so those are the three questions uh, if you don't mind responding to Oh
1: sure um first of all yes um the, the first question is um it's called a corkage fee right so if someone's a a wine connoisseur or a collector um depending on the restaurant um they they you know they may have a a, an extensive wine list but the thing about buying wine in a restaurant it can be two to three times the retail cost and if it's a really rare wine um you know uh like something that gets purchased at auction um you know you could have a bottle of wine on a restaurant list that's like over ten thousand dollars now if you're a collector and you bought the wine on release for 500 a bottle, it would make more sense for you to uh, bring your, your bottle of wine, even though it's worth $10,000. And depending on the restaurant, you know, you know, pay them another 500 to open it. So you're, you you know, instead of spending $10,000, uh, the appropriate thing to do is to call the restaurant and see if they uh, allow uh, you to bring wine and ask what the corkage fee is. All right. and. Um, and that's very common among collectors and then also um there are just certain restaurants that have become known as just BYOB places bring your own bottle uh, mhm yeah bring your own bottle and and the collectors love those places because a lot of those places have great menus, wonderful chefs, wonderful food and you know there's no there's no corkage just bringing your own bottle okay um and then uh yeah i i am i'm trying to think about i was i'm racking my brain i have not um heard of uh and i you know if i have me back on i'll do my research of putting pepper in the glass yeah um, yeah
0: sprinkling pepper i saw him do this and he swore oh this just enhances the wine really
1: okay so so i'm but i'm going to research that one and that's what i love about this world of wine i learned something new all the time okay. so <laughs>
0: And and if folks want to learn more, because I think what you've left us with for the average person listening, and who knows, I never know who's listening to the Madison Show. There might be somebody out there that has a ten thousand dollar bottle of wine. Um, I know I'm on my hunger strike, but I can drink liquids. I mean, you know, love to taste it. Uh, I'm being fun, I'm trying to be funny here. But but if folks want to learn more about the the black wine guy uh, website. How can we? Uh, how can we uh, find out more about what you do?
1: Um, um, thank you for asking. Um, couple things. Um, I have a podcast. It's called the Black Wine Guy Experience, and that is on all the platforms: uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, Google, uh, Audible. So people can look up the Black Wine Guy Experience podcast. You can go to blackwineguy.com. dot com. And that's to get on my email list, and I and I send out emails um, uh, to that list. And then also, I'm pretty active on Instagram, uh, where I am Black Wine Guy. Um, so those are the, 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 the three ways to reach out to me. And getting on the mailing list, I return all emails right now. I have the time to, so, um, you know, I do answer questions or you can follow me on social media, send me a message, I answer questions. Okay. And, and also just listening to the podcast is a great way to um, learn about wine in a non-pretentious, and, and really we get to the stories of people and wine, um, and it's it just it's a, just a wonderful way yeah. to uh, you know pop a cork, sit back, listen to some episodes, and enjoy and learn about wine.
0: Well I thank you. We I I really appreciate. I really enjoyed this and uh we'll make sure it's part of our podcast and our program here on on the Urban View. And uh just have a great holiday and uh I I so appreciate getting to know you and and definitely we'll have you back. I mean this this is uh this is fun. It, it gives us a chance to get away from some of the hard news and and let people really uh Enjoy each other and and as you would probably agree, celebrate over a good bottle of wine. So,
1: well, absolutely, sir. And uh please let me know. Uh, you know, I would love to come down and sit in the studio with you. So you just let me know. And I have yeah, that's and what we were. We, we, yeah,
0: we uh, were so planning on know. that. We were hoping you'd come down and bring some bottle of wine, even though yeah. this is radio. <laughs> <laughs> Make that happen
1: next time. <laughs> All right.
0: God bless, man. Happy holidays. Thank you. Bless you.
1: Happy holidays. Uh, bye
0: Bye.